I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Um, shakalaka, laka, um, Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we the we come up with five sketch ideas. You know, we be us, and we be doing that. You know, and. We be we. Yeah, we be we, we be do, and we be five. We be we, we do do, and uh, five be five. Yes. Yeah, we be we, do the do, mm-hmm. five at five. <laughs> um, so I'm Alistair George William Tromley Bruchel. I'm Andy. And, and he's Andy. Mm. And we were just off pod talking about um, I, my observation that uh, children up to about the age mm. of four don't notice bad smells. Yeah, right. And I, and, I, I mean, uh, I, I guess it, it's a self-preservation thing because they do smell so bad so much of the time that if they did, you know, um, uh, feel that if that did affect them in any way, then it would it would damage their self-esteem so early in their lives. Sure, that's a good theory. I mean, my theory would be is that they. They experience a a purer, raw data kind of uh, input of mm. the world, and they don't judge it. They don't even know about good and yes. bad. Yes, you know, and so they're not putting smells in categories like yes. us. <laughs> you know, they us with our smell prejudice. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I think I think we've sort of, to a certain extent, discussed it. At, you know, a, a proc. Uh, things tangential to this idea when we talked about how in Sweden every turd gets um, you gets placed on a gets a nice pillow to be placed crowned on. king of yeah. Sweden, <laughs> 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 so that it's given every opportunity to succeed and not pre it is not prejudged. But I think um, absolutely, yeah. You know, probably in Sweden, um, similarly, every uh, fart or bad smell. Is bottled mm. at like the Chanel factory alongside the highest quality perfumes, the most expensive, and uh, they are put into exactly the same. They, they, all the smell, like like cigarettes over here, um, where mm-hmm. we have plain packaging rules. So it is with sw- smells yeah. in Sweden, and you don't you don't know when you purchase a a thing of perfume. You don't know if it's going to be Chanel Number no. Five or if it's going to be decayed reindeer anus. You don't know until you've squirted. The people it there on. don't judge That's them. Right. People there don't judge them. They just spritz mm-hmm. them on themselves and then they go out and have a lovely mm-hmm. night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care what the smell is. They just want themselves <laughs> to have a smell. Well, it's about it's less. It's not about them. It's about the smell. You're not. It's not 
the smell so, is helping you to have a good night. It's you're showing the smell a night on the town. And yeah, that's true too. And so why why should it be? I've never thought of a I've never thought of a night out on the town from the from the perfume's <laughs> point of view. Going in and out of the nostrils of everyone at the party. That's right. I mean, they're having a better time than and, anybody. And they're also leaving a big trail behind mm. them. You know, you let's say you're riding your bike out to this fine dining restaurant <laughs> in an evening gown. <laughs> in your evening gown and your three-piece suit. <laughs> you know. Three-piece evening gown. Three-piece, yeah. Um and 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 that trail is is seeing, you know, is seeing all the the sights of the town. There's mm. it's it's you know blowing up into mm. the up into the clouds. It's seeing it the city from above. It's having a be- much better time than you. But then I guess it's then you know in the city it's going into the nostrils of people that you know some who are well to do, some who are poor. It doesn't judge. It would be so, and because it doesn't judge, we shouldn't judge it, and we should you know be good to it in the way that these Swedes are. What would be great would be if human body odor was in some way like connected to our consciousness, a part of our consciousness, and we could sort of sense what the smell was sensing. Like I think that would be a very different mm-hmm. existence. And if it could somehow feed back information to our minds from wherever it was or whatever it was doing, I think that'd be mm. I think that'd be a really interesting way to live. Um and I'm not yeah, sure how through, you'd implement it. Senses. But I think it should be one of our I priorities. guess one of the smells could just be, you know, like, I mean, what would a cloud of sort of nano, mm. nano, uh, you know, nano detectors mm. be like, you know, nano omni detectors. They're just these little sensory organs mm-hmm. that exist in a cloud and communicate with you, with your own brain via Bluetooth using Elon Musk's, you know, co- company that taps into your brain yes. nerves. You know, and that just Elon's keep, Musk know, just comes that, back that's, to you. That's it, it's in the name. I mean, <laughs> it's right there. You know, and it's an elongated and, um, Musk. That's right, because it stretches out. I mean, you're spraying it mm. on, and then it's it's going everywhere. Mm. I mean, this data would be awful if it got in the hands of the authorities. <laughs> you know, knowing everywhere you've been, but also everywhere your scent has yeah. been. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Smell hackers. Um, and I was telling you earlier that uh, my son is because he's just started absorbing, uh, you know, he started noticing bad mm. smells, and that as, as soon as a bad smell comes into his nose, he reacts by going ah, and then he goes, <laughs> and he tries to blow mm. out the smell out of his nostrils yes. really hard. I mean, he's obviously obviously covering our house in germs and <laughs> stuff like that and snot and stuff, but. But I thought that was a good technique. And then you were telling me a way that you thought was the best way well, to. Well, yeah, what I do is, you know, and there's smell. a guy at work. I don't know if you've noticed this, Al, but the guy who cleans the elevators, I think he must have some kind yeah. of condition because he has the most pungent body odor uh, in the world. And right. I can't imagine a worse profession for a person to be in. But he, he, you know, then cleaning elevators, you're basically, you know, you're in a confined space a lot of the time. And people are getting mm. in and having to just endure this funk. It's so intense. Have you noticed this? I don't think I've ever oh, noticed it. Oh, 
I mean, keep your keep your nostrils peeled next time we're <laughs> we're I we're, will, we're yeah. back in the office. I'll remove an extra outer layer of my inner my nose. That'd be great. Sensors Ex- expose so a that fresh, they're really raw yeah. and hurting. Yeah, um, and I mean, and I imagine he'll be in there more in coronavirus times, doing regular cleaning. So you'll have every opportunity. But you get in, and um, you know you're going up and down. It's not a very high building, but I have found that if I get in and he's in there cleaning, I can hold my breath. Until we get down to the ground floor, as long as we don't have to make any extra stops. And then as soon as I step out, I do a big exhale, like just dump the rest of whatever air is in my um, in my lungs through my nostrils and, um, and then take a, a, a big breath in when I've taken a few steps away. Um, sure. And it, you know, it, it doesn't, doesn't fully solve the problem. Doesn't, you, can't, you can't fully mm. evacuate the nostril. I do find no, that you, not. it's not until the air starts to flow again that the smell gets processed. So some some funk gunk must be being deposited inside my nose, and then once I start mm. breathing more again, it then the, you know trace elements do get in there, and you do have to endure them. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, you know, but I mean, I guess the the, the breath holding, uh, you know, style that you've got. Mm. Uh, for these kinds of things, it's it's risky because I imagine as well that if you are on a longer journey than you thought, stuck in mm. there, um, say you have to go down to the basement and go yeah. back up first because you got in the wrong <laughs> elevator. Um, you guys both got in the wrong elevator, yeah. <laughs> and um, and then you do have to breathe mm. in in the elevator whilst, um, you know, after having held your breath. Then I imagine that you'll absorb more of the funk. Yeah. In your lungs and body, <laughs> well, then you would have. Well, this is interesting because this really comes back down to the essential difference in your, your and my eating style as well, doesn't it? Because mm. I'm a I'm a big mouthfuls. I get like to get as much flavor in as I can in in one go. Mm. Whereas you like to savor yeah. things, you know, and you'll have smaller mouthfuls yeah. and you'll enjoy them. Whereas that's not what yeah. I'm about. Um, of course not, and and so. And so it is with yeah, smell. Yeah, well, it's possible, though, that, like, you know, if your argument about food is correct and that it's better to have smaller mouthfuls and savour it, then um, then would that also, would you also suggest that by having regular breaths, regular, smaller, healthier mm. breaths, you'd savour the smell of this man's body odour more than me, who s- struggles to hold my breath as long as possible and then gasps a huge lungful in. <laughs> well, I think because yeah, because I believe because I believe that yeah, you have smaller bites because then you you get to experience the duration of the flavor for a much mm. longer period of time than if you just eat huge bites and then it's all done. So this would work, I guess, like you know, as you're implying, uh, if there was sort of a finite amount of smell in the elevator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that could be done, and so I guess I would, I would apply your your thing is that I would just take in huge whiffs, breathe way heavier than I ever yeah. have, to just like to just smell it all very yep. quickly and be done yeah. with it. But I just feel like that's it's not as achievable. I also um, feel though that when you're gasping and, for for air, as if as if you're you know because I've held on to my breath until I, I'm on the verge of death in my scenario. Mm. Um. When you're gasping for the air, probably the relief at having some kind of air 
will give you some kind yeah. of a rush that might serve to counteract some of the bad sure. experience of the smell. Well, that's another thing you could do. Well, see, I'm 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 more of a I go for a big mouth breath. Mm. Um, but but if I went for a, no, I don't go for a big mouth breath, but I go for mouth mm. breaths. But I guess if you went for big ones, like big in and out ones, and you hyperventilate, mm. <laughs> and then you can be really just focused on not losing consciousness yeah. or consciousness. just lose consciousness. You know. Well, there you go, and then you—it's it's like you're you're your own uh, anesthetist. <laughs> but then that person who is maybe emitting the smell mm. might be the one who comes to your aid and will be there when or you wake up. Forbes mouth to mouth on me, mouth to mouth, <laughs> or armpit to armpit, pit to mouth. Yeah, um, yeah. So I either do that, I either go, but I think you said you don't like. Breathing in through the well, mouth. Well, when there's a bad smell in the air, air, I think I feel almost like I I would rather smell it than breathe in through the mouth because I I like even less the idea of the the smell being in my mouth, even though I realise that it's um you know you don't taste it, and I guess it's all ending up in your lungs anyway. I just don't. Yeah. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about? Instead of not not mouth, not nose, sucking it in through an open wound, <laughs> like in in the neck, you know. Well, I reckon you know you would have you know like one of those wounds that you get like in the chest yeah. that cuts like that cuts right in through to your uh, lung, and if you breathe through it for too long, your lung yeah, collapses. sucking chest wound, I believe but, they call it. Yeah, like one of those, <laughs> like a. <laughs> So you're suggesting? How you feel about this? Sort of smell particles elevator, getting right into this guy's there. I get out a screwdriver, stab myself in the chest, through my clothes, and wheezingly suck air in that way, and then stagger yeah, out. Yeah, just to the have hospital. a bit of cling wrap. Yeah, have a bit of cling wrap in your bag that you can just wrap around yourself yeah. afterwards to stop that lung from collapsing. You know, it's just a, it's it's just a, it's quick those those quick responses mm. to avoid any kind of like bad feeling <laughs> later on. Um. Anyway, is there a sketch in that? I mean, I wrote down Swedes equal opportunity perfumes, oh, but what great. about in the smell? I'm really smell? glad you wrote that down. I mean, um, as well as uh, you know, it's. I mean, it's a part of it is the idea of sensory clouds and the. Uh, Experiencing your night out from the point your perfume. Yeah, well, I mean the 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 Elon's Musk, um, Elon's elongated Musk Musk. Um, yeah, is it does feel like a separate idea, but it doesn't feel like a sketch to me because it's just way too speculative. Um, you know, we're asking people to imagine it in an entirely different form of of consciousness, really, a different way of of being. That I don't I don't think you can you can ask that of. Um, I think the Swedes would do it. I think the Swedes, as part of their equal, equal opportunity smells, they would they would create sentient smell. Uh, sentient S C E N T I E N T. I mean, the puns are writing themselves. The sketches need a, still need a bit of work. No, I think it's fine. I think <laughs> if you have a huge smell industry, then there's bound to be e smells like mm. electronic smells, smells that are there. Yeah. That are, you know, maybe it doesn't have that much of a smell, but it is, it's a smell that has a function. I do think, though, now when you put it in terms of an e-smell, 
something that is like a smart mm. smell that you can change. Like, you know, with those smart globes, you can change the light that's in your bedroom or whatever, suddenly, with your mobile phone. Yeah. I would love I love the idea of a smell that that can be changed once it's been emitted. You know, once it's mm. in the air, the idea that you could go onto your phone and then you can you can flick through and the molecules um are somehow programmed to be able to 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 be variable. They can change shape in the air. And I think I think maybe like what you need is in each room and I like I'm not sure exactly of the physics and chemistry of this, but what about like a very sort of high powered UV light that causes the all the particles in the room to react with something else? Like I know that UV light causes <laughs> oxygen to react with itself and create ozone. Yeah. So something like that that cre- that is so powerful it changes the molecular structure of the bad smell. Mm. You know, and then once that's done, you can just open the door to get a bit of fresh air because, I mean, it might destroy all the good air <laughs> in, the, in the room as well. But but it'll destroy the smell. And it really won't cover it. It won't just cover it. It will actually destroy it'll the smell. It'll actually destroy it. It'll actually replace- strip the molecules, the very molecules of air that you breathe mm. and give you skin cancer. But... well. I mean, you know, you can have a suit or you could just go into the ensuite mm. <laughs> while it's happening in your bedroom or whatever like that. Uh, I mean, UV is used for disinfecting stuff, isn't it? So I imagine yeah. that it, you Why know, not the and air? maybe it could just be a super short pulse, right? But, and then mm. you wouldn't, I don't think you'd have the concerns about the, the cancer and that sort of thing. You just bathe the room, bam, like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like flushing yeah. it. Exactly. You just want to get every single air particle, mm. you know, and I don't know what, like, you know, it might take if it's BO or if it's, you know, fart smell or something mm. like that. It might turn, you know, maybe, maybe there's a way, maybe scientists are somewhere looking at what's a simple thing that you can do to BO that changes it into something nice. Like, you know, could you, could you put a bit of chlorine gas in the air and and that attaches to BO and it creates, you know, uh, a CK1 or, you know, like, you know, these people who who work on finding new ways mm. of of sort of uh, of uh, synthesizing like meth or whatever like that. You know, you, t- you, you tackle it from di- different mm. angles. You take a, a compound that's close and then you make a little change to it. Or you take, you know, or you just start real the, with the real basic building blocks. You got some hydrogen gas here and you got some coal or whatever carbon and you really work it from first principles well same thing with you know how far is a is a shit particle mm. from ck1 mm. and how many little processes could you do do you need to do in order to get I sometimes it wonder if it's not that far ck1 for those who don't very know. often when you yeah. get the first whiff of a smell you don't know straight mm. away i find whether it's a good or bad smell your yeah. brain just goes there's a smell here and you need to investigate further before you can sometimes identify whether it's very good or very well, very bad it's in between those those two whiffs mm. that the the ai of the room would yeah. kick in <laughs> you know and reprogram it's between whiff 1 and whiff 2 we get we get in there like this room this is how the selling point of this thing this room d you know this, 
like this particle de-stripper, mm. you know, this, um, it detects it as, as soon as you do, but it knows that it's bad before you do. Yeah. And then make some change. Big, big, maybe lightning, you know, <laughs> maybe room lightning would change it like that. You know, it would ionize all the particles <laughs> in the air. I think it would change it. I think you're, 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 yeah. you're not wrong, Alistair. It would definitely change something. And yeah, I mean, sometimes you're willing to take that on? risk, you know. Like, you know, hmm. it's 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 that situation where you're all in the submarine, right? And the Nazis have just got on board, and um, they're holding a gun to the head of the captain, right? And you're um, midshipman yep. Williams, right? And you're there, and yep. you're next to the lever that you know that if you press that lever, it's going to dump the ballast from the aft compartment. Right, and it's going to tip the entire yeah. submarine upside down, right? And you don't know yeah. whether or not at the end of that situation is going to be better or it's going to be worse for you. Okay, maybe the captain yeah. will already be dead. Maybe you'll be dead. You know, because you've just yeah. thrown everything into disarray. But what it will be is yeah. different, and that's all. That's the best you can yeah. hope for right now. And so it is with ionizing I mean, all the part, all 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 the molecules in a room. If the smell's bad enough, I you mean, take that risk. We've tried testing things on animals, mm. right? But what about you just make a room and a lab? It's your everyday bedroom, mm. right? You could use that one. You know that artist who made that really disgusting bed? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she called that her art room. You could use that, right? Buy that, put it in a room, <laughs> like that, and then put some put a big rod of lightning in there, big like big rod that creates lightning. Yeah. And and then you just put various bad smells in there. Mm. You put the smell of skunk. You put, you know, you put, you know, maybe maybe even put a turd in there. Mm. You know, how would it deal with a with having the source of the mm. smell still in the room? You know, old fish. Uh, you know, what about you know, just cooking smells, various cooking smells that maybe you just you like them in the moment, but you don't want them to linger. Mm. Put them all in there, and you just zap it with lightning. Then you go in and have a whiff. I think you should. I think you have to be in the room with it. I think that's the well, risk, and that's no. What... The people will people will use it. People will use it with them in the room. But first, you're trying to see just the effect that it has on. Well, what effect would lightning have on it? <laughs> on a turd. <laughs> well, on a turd in a room, this, and on the, the air. What I what I would like to pitch to you as a sketch, though, based yeah. on sort of what we've been saying, is the idea of any that we ha- we run some kind of a service, right? Whereby mm-hmm. we'll give everybody a panic button. Okay, you'll get a panic yeah. button. And what that will do is when you're in a situation, yeah. it will call in a lightning strike. Okay? Within a, <laughs> oh, within yeah. a five meter radius of where you are. Okay? You whack yeah. that button, there is going to be a lightning strike instantly. Okay? I don't know how we've done this. Yeah. We've got some sort of grid sure. of... Um, nanoparticles in the upper atmosphere, okay? And we can instantly yeah, tap we, into yeah. the stored static and it charges that are in dust molecules. And satellites. And got yeah, satellites, oh, satellites are definitely involved, right? And what it is, it yeah. is just for that situation where you're like, well, things are so bad that I'll take unknowability over over whatever. Yeah. You know, over what is... I'll, I'll take the the devil I don't know. Thank you very much. Over, yeah, rent a lightning. Yeah, rent rent Sometimes, a strike. You know, light, 
um, I've got rental lightning, and that's what I've okay. written down. But I, but you know, and sometimes lightning does strike twice. That's our <laughs> that's our motto. If that's if you pay for, it. Well, that's the consistency that you exactly. That is that is what you um, that's what you sign up for, really. <laughs> yeah, we've. Um, I mean, I do like this. I do like this a lot. Um, the idea that you can just get somebody, you know, why, whatever purposes we we actually don't want to tell you why, why to use, you know, for what reasons to use mm. lightning. You know, I guess a lot of people are using it for sort of murder. Oh, sure, sure. I suppose you know some people are using it just to knock down trees without getting responsible from the council, like being responsible if there's a tree blocking your view of, you know, I don't know some golf course in the backyard but i think but i do think because it'll only do it within five meters of where you're standing you know whenever you call it in there's a chance that you'll get struck so i feel like that does encourage people not to abuse the technology sure i mean i feel like right after this company comes out there's going to be a competitor that's going to come out and say (laughs) we'll do it lightning anywhere (laughs) yeah all right we're not going to put a restriction (laughs) why do you think that my 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 MySpace version will get get out of business pretty quick. Yeah, I mean that's you know, but I mean this is part of the sketch. This is these guys who uh, who start this company and then they but they you know they try to put in this little clause to kind of make it so that people treat you know deal with it responsibly. They you know always use lightning responsibly, <laughs> and. And then suddenly this other company comes in and is like, yeah, we'll do it anyway. No, nah, man, it's lightning your and way. Like, this oh. is the lightning. Just do 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 what you want. And, there are no rules. Um, and they'll be like, yeah, and you can have a blue lightning and a red oh, lightning and fuck. a pink lightning or whatever. Yeah, that's the disadvantage and of being the first mover. Like that. And it's like, will you marry me? That's what you would do, right? This makes me... Um, this makes me want lightning. Hearing you do that makes me want lightning to be um, a musical instrument. Like when you mm. have it, that you can call it up like that. Yeah. Um. That's going to be a, a an awesome um, addition to the orchestra. I think the atmosphere. Like yeah. you know, you've got the woodwind, you've got the brass, you've got the um, uh, strings. Okay, where's the atmospheric mm. phenomena section of the orchestra? Sure. I mean, you got the guy with his rain stick. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got the other guy with his lightning rod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could just be the conductor. If we just make that stick a bit longer, um, exactly. make it out of and copper. more metal. Run mm. a cable down his leg. Sure. Into the podium. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the conductor, Alistair. The for, conductor. For a... The conductor. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. But he's wearing rubber gloves. Because he's like, he doesn't actually want to be a double conductor. Um, you know what it'd be good for? It'd be good for that song that goes... Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it might, it might like, you know, fix the, fix the like deeply in ground dementia of a bunch of the people that are in the opposite, you know, in the uh, in the audience, <laughs> like as some know, sort of electroshock thing therapy. Yeah. Does, has, has there been any experience with using that on dementia? 
look oh. at it. I think my, my grandfather had it. My pa had it done uh, for maybe the depression, which was, you know, part of the dementia, I think. But um, I and I think he was in a lighter mood for a while. I don't know if it was ever, uh, ever a permanent solution yeah. or whether or not it was a pleasant thing to happen. Yeah. Man. Uh, I need to... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 electroshock therapy is one of those things where, like, the the information that you hear about it alternates so wildly from mm. it's in an, a, a miraculous solution to so many things to this has caused so much suffering and destroyed the lives of a great number of people. And I guess that's I guess yeah. that's just everything, though, isn't it? I imagine they're getting a bit better at using it. I don't know. Maybe their doses are lower. Maybe I don't know exactly yeah. how it works. Well, I think there are some things uh, where it's like just a very, very small amount. I'd I'd like to just try it on like a like a sore ankle, just but not on my brain. Just like put it on either side of my ankle, mm. get a little zap, see if that fixes anything. Mm. <laughs> you know those like little weird pains where you're like. You're like, oh, my arm's a bit sore, but there's no reason for it to be sore, so I don't take that pain seriously. Yeah. You know, it's like, but it's like, it's subtle enough that you go, that's just a thing that happens. Some things hurt a little bit sometimes, and then it just goes away after a bit when you're not thinking about mm. it. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to try electrotherapy on I, that. I, I mean, I'm not averse to uh, electrocuting myself it'll, if, it'll, if it'll potentially help with concentration or something like that. Oh man, I'd love that. Like, you hear about those kinds of things with like magnets or some kind of shock to the brain <laughs> or whatever. Get super brain power. I go, that's what I want. I, think, I def- desperately yeah, want that. Yeah, I think if what you're offering me is the at a higher amount of productivity at my work or, you know, not yeah. work, but you know, things that I like doing, I'll I'll probably subject my myself to almost anything that you um you put on the table. And if that's two exposed yeah, I mean, I, wires, absolutely. I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of fighting recently. Some it's become a thing that I just watch now, mm. right? Like, you know, mixed martial arts, yes. crap crazy like to that, me, right? Yeah, it is crazy. It's just something I watch like a fair bit of anyway. But those guys take a lot of shots to the head, <laughs> and their careers, they know. They just they know in their mind that you know they're going to get to forty, and it's all done, right? And there's going to be some negative effects. But they had their fun, yeah, right? getting punched in the head. Money. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I think that it should be like that for artists yeah. as well, right? You take a, you take zaps to the mm. head, get right? a bit. And you go for as long as you feel like your body's gonna can take it, right? But 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 you're producing excellent work. I mean, there is a certain you know cynical attitude to to modern art that you could take, where it does look like you know a lot of it was just produced by people who did have um, paintbrushes strapped to their hands as they were being electrocuted by some kind of alternating current. Sure. Um, sure. Andy, are you are you making a comment on abstract no. stuff? Do you think your kids could take that? <laughs> um, I mean, some of it I actually do but, think they probably could. But yeah, no, you're right. Um, but but do you? But I don't think, think that, that devalues it at all. I think my children's art is amazing. So, what kind of competitive art or comedy or art comedy? 
do you think someone could do where it's a it's competitive and two, it's it's one versus one or two versus two, but you go until one team is unconscious? How would you make that happen? Well, can I just say quickly before I forget, I as you had me at competitive art because I'm aware that there are yeah. art competitions. But I'm not aware yeah. of any situations where you have two great artists on a stage with their paints or whatever going at side by side to see who can do the better, yeah. pa- better painting. And I feel in like a limited there could be amount of time. Now. And I think that's absolutely There valid. could be computers that could judge it rather than people because I think the people really corrupts it. Yep. The, the people are taking into account all sorts of various things mm. who people are blah 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 all that kind of stuff i think I well assume. the artist the artist um, could be disguised you know it could be could be the the I masked know. painter just saying this could sure. help us to get closer yeah, yeah, yeah. to um uh really working I mean, out if, what art actually is if the is. painters if the artists all had to go in the same sized sphere yep right and they they could only paint or do whatever they do through little holes, tiny holes in the yeah, sphere. Yeah, great. Right? Uh, you know, it's probably like one of those kind of, a bit like one of those hamster balls, but with tiny holes that doesn't allow anybody to see mm. in. And they run around, they go grab their things. They probably have like a, you know, a thing inside their inside their ball that allows, has the paint in there so they don't have to reach out <laughs> and get it. But they, they do, but their art is being done on the outside through the yeah, thing. Great. Um, and uh, but nothing can. And come the show's out called Art Balls. But Art Ball, yeah, competitive Art Ball. <laughs> but then, but then, how do they get unconscious? Um, well, okay. Or is it just competitive no, art? That I, you I like? think I think that the ball is sealed, right? I don't think there are holes. Yeah. What they do have is they have one okay. sort of arm type thing that sticks out with a rubberized yeah. whatever, right? Um, you know, like a like a. Like 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 in the start of The Simpsons where he's using those gloves through the thing to manipulate yeah. the nuclear waste, right? This is yep. just for holding a paintbrush. Okay, I'm only working in the realm of sure. painting in this version. Sorry, but I, I can't think of any other way to do it at the moment. And, um, and they only have as much oxygen as is in the ball, right? So that limits the amount of time that they have. Sure. Um, and I think I think that introduces an exciting element of pressure there. And when we see yeah, that arm think... slump, that's when we know that that person's unconscious, and we can judge their sure. arm. We can send the ref into you know and the doctors to check on yeah. them and stuff like that. Um, and but then you know also what do you, what like so is this a is this a pretty fast thing and you want sort of something like what can you do to make me feel the most i think so yeah yeah and i think we would get uh i think it could be judged by the audience do you think i mean what if there was a way that you painted the other person in the ball (laughs) no like i mean maybe like like, let's say that let's say we're not in the ball you've got to you've got to paint the other person but they don't want it yes Right. Have we talked about this before? I think we might have talked about this before. This is a very funny really? idea. It's sort or of... Or you've got to sculpt the other person, so you've got to keep slapping clay on them. 
on, and shaping on them, them into physically. something. <laughs> yeah, on them physically. I think like they're wearing they're wearing like a mesh kind of thing that will will be very kind of accepting of clay and cl- you know the clay will cling. <laughs> but you're also just smearing it slowly and you're both working each other's bodies. <laughs> And you're turning them into something, and you and you got to make the other person, yeah, into an artwork. I mean, it could be done with paint as well. I guess you could do clay and paint. It's a, it's mixed medium arts. I didn't realize when you said you got to paint them <laughs> or whatever. I didn't. MMA. I didn't realize that you were painting actually physically on them. I thought that it was sort of like a, a, a combination of sort of hide and seek and painting. So the person yeah. is trying to hide while you're trying to get enough of a look at them to paint them right and they're sure. it's sort of like shooting people then i guess from behind barrels or whatever every time they duck out yeah. to try and get a look at you <laughs> to add an extra brush stroke <laughs> onto their thing <laughs> they're trying they're trying to duck down <laughs> behind their barrels and then peek back up again with their thumb out to judge the distance between and your you got- eyebrows <laughs> they're 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 they've they've gone up into a tower. They've climbed up into a tower, and they're looking at you through a scope yeah. and trying to get their thumb like that, so they You're can like running through they're looking. burned out building with a little pallet tucked into your arm and a and a canvas. And you've got to do it as as better best a portrait of them at this moment, yeah. Like what they look like in the moment. Well. No. <laughs> but I think it's I think I think because I mean if you know wins, who the person is that's the problem you could do it from memory. The, well, you've never seen the person before, right? And the well, you don't you know what the art world isn't that big, Andy. <laughs> well, in this in this scenario, um, I think a lot of it's it's got to be recluse on recluse. Then, right? We get these recluses, it's going to be hard to get them because they're not going to want to do this. But we get oh, yeah. them out of recluse, of course. right? They've never been seen. Everyone only knows them from their art, right? And then there's another one. Everyone mm. only knows them from their art, right? And now, we, yeah. but they're probably still quite competitive and we want to work out who's the best. So it's up to them to run around trying to get glimpses of each other, painting each other in this scenario, and then whoever at the end has the best likeness of the other person and that can be worked out by a computer, right? That's yeah. the be- that's the easiest thing for a computer to work out. That will tell us. <laughs> it's not. I don't think yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's just image matching. You know, we just have a photo of the actual person. Yeah, but facial I don't, recognition. I don't think that's how art works. Art, but it's like that would only work if it was photorealistic. Yeah, that's art. all I'm interested in. <laughs> okay, that's the only kind of art I like. <laughs> Ultra photorealistic. Well, I don't think photorealistic art is necessarily the most interesting art, but I think if it was done under these circumstances, it, this could yeah. be the thing that brings it back for photorealistic art. I mean, you know, realism is has been on the slide for a long time. Nobody's interested in that anymore, and I'm saying we're spicing it up. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, you say, I think there's a version of this that you could do where it's like it is theater, but you're battling each other and getting to a point where the person, the other person has to, like the other person has a breakdown <laughs> and they have a really big emotional breakdown in front of everybody. Yeah. I mean, essentially it's reality TV, but, <laughs> um, but they're just, they, they can't win and they have a big breakdown, which within it has a revelation mm. and you force that piece of art on them, mm. that, you know, this very real moment like that. And that's your art. Is what you can bring out of them. That's really, that's really compelling. It's called art coach versus art yep. coach. Um, I don't know. Look, I've wrote battle art. I don't feel like this is quite there yet. Alistair, it's, it is. But else, it, I guess I also I don't, want. I mean, if you won't accept my idea as being one of the most there ideas that we've ever had on the show, I think I might have an yeah. enormous breakdown right now. An enormous theatrical be breakdown. So good for me. That makes yeah. me realize Love that. <laughs> um, something significant. Um, do you think? Do you think electric eels could be used in any way to generate electricity? I feel like we've talked about electric eels before. Um, I think. Well, what, they generate static electricity. Is that right? I, don't I think. Know. I think. I think. You know, one of the hardest things is turning static electricity into. Um, into a useful, you know, cut flow of current. I mean that you know that's why light why, why harnessing the lightning is um has been one of man's dreams since time. Harnessing the what? Lightning, the lightning, because that's just static electricity. Oh, because is that static yeah, as well? Yeah, I think so. It just gets discharged all yeah. in one big go, right? And I yeah. think um, uh, what you you would. To be able to to be able to turn those electric eels into a useful current, you would need a lot of electric eels, I'd suggest, and and then a Andy, lot of capacitors. Can I can I stop yeah. you there so that I can say something sexist? Yeah, I think this is the only sexist thing I. I mean, it's not the only sexist thing I'm sure I believe, but this is the only one I'm really aware of. Is that I believe. That the one of the one of the still still one of the main differences between men and women is that I don't think guys really care about presents, like gifts. But I think, yeah, and I think that women really like presents, <laughs> and they feel like they have meaning. Yeah, um, I would say, yeah, that I think. This would be roughly true for everybody. Yeah, I don't think it's a universal because I don't think that my mum really cares about presents. But then I think my but, dad probably cares less. So that's yeah, that's and in a way, children are the greatest presents of all, and your mom really cares yeah, about children. You're right. <laughs> right? Um, and your and your dad could take them or leave them. <laughs> yeah. Which he, which he actually does both of with your kids, but I wonder. Yes, he, he does. He takes them from your house, then leaves them at your yeah. house later on. He's very good at that. Takes them from our house and leaves them at his place, um, in a very caring way. 
yeah. I think. I think um, it it it's probably not just about the presence, though, right? I think um, what a, a broader thing is about the way that people expect appreciation to be shown and sure. whether or not certain types of work, certain types of labour are acknowledged on a day-to-day basis. Um, and I think right. that we need events, I'm coming to realise, events like Mother's Day and that sort of thing, because I think it's 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 it, it's a way of forcing that recognition sure. that might not otherwise happen. So, yeah, I think with like certain traditional gender roles, if men are going out and getting the recognition of being in work and being celebrated for that, yeah, where's the, you know, there's no um, bloody uh, no promotions or whatever when you're just you know when you're a mum or whatever sure um unless you well i reckon that's a sketch <laughs> that's that's a pretty fun oh Al- that's a pretty fun i'm play sorry alistair i'm sorry <laughs> I'm just oh, thinking it through that's a fun play on on that idea i'm eh? just thinking it through so i'll just write i'll just write that down as is yeah okay great <laughs> oh <laughs> Um, I do like presents though when I get them, as well. Do you? If they're good, if there's something really good. Yeah. What's like? What's a really good oh, present? Just that you got? like a big drill or something. Just power tools. Yeah. It's basically all I can think of. Power tools. Maybe some kind of other gadget, of some kind. There's nothing that I there's like every time I somebody gets me a present I'm I'm basically like you didn't need to do this because I'm not going to use yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I mean it's very nice. Look, to be honest, I get records and I do listen to those yeah. and those are very. Was nice. it your birthday recently? Um, no, no, I don't think no. it was because no, I'm not just being I'm just not I'm not just being a shit <laughs> about having just received presents. Um. All right, look, I've got, we've only got, we've got sort of three sketch ideas mm. and then one that I've written down that you won't consider a sketch, but, um, but I've got two sets of three words oh, from great. a listener, so we'll just go into that. Yeah, let's that. do it. I'm really sorry. I, I I feel like I disappointed you with that idea about presence. I actually think it's a really interesting idea and I'm sure there's something that could be done with it. No, Andy, I, I think you don't, you didn't disappoint me. It was just the moment that the podcast died. <laughs> <laughs> In your hands, under your knife at the operating table. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I brought this. I brought this body here. Yeah. And uh, in perfect health, you know, by thought, the way. Oh, so, I mean, maybe it, some health. of the some of it's on me for bringing a body in perfect health to the operating table. You know, but I was like, who's look, more here's, to blame? Here's something. Here's something cheeky and, in a way, a bit inconsequential. Yeah. The idea, I was like, oh, nobody can get offended at the idea of some people liking presents more than others. I found a safe area yeah. to be Sexist. bigoted. 
right? <laughs> and, I mean, and then Andy had a long explanation. It no, I was waffling about gender roles, nothing. about gender roles, and and Mother's Day mm. and the importance of it. <laughs> and then I lost my patient. It's a, but it's a thing. I'm learning. No, Andy, look. I'm I, learning about presents because I'm not good with presents or generally celebrating things. I know. And uh yeah, you got to you got to you got to got to make the effort. Yeah. And I do agree, Andy, we do have to make an effort. Same thing with this podcast though. That also applies. <laughs> and are you letting that slip now? Okay. <laughs> Is it possible that now you can only put so much effort into every, everything in the world and that you're borrowing a little bit from the podcast pile to to put it into the appreciation of Alistair, others' pile? This is, this is actually very hurtful. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, all right. Let's go into the three words. <laughs> um, I apologize if it, if it genuinely is hurting your feelings. Uh, genuinely these, these words, these words All I will, want is for you to hurt my these feelings. Words, these words will spice, uh, spice things up, all right? These are from... I don't know if Spicing you know about this, Spicing things Andy, up but, in the boardroom. Uh, hello. Mm. It's just a guy running around sort of pouring chili flakes or cayenne <laughs> pepper onto, into the eyes of all the... Yes, yes. Anyway. He's it's literal spice. What we've done mm. in doing a pun on spicing things up in the bedroom, we've chosen yeah. to distort the meaning of the the bedroom part to be boardroom, but mm-hmm. we've also chosen to be slavishly literal in our interpretation of yeah. the word spice. At first, everybody walks in and they think it's quite novel that the room is just covered in now red. It almost looks like, you know, it looks like when Melania decorated the White House with those red oh, trees. God. These big pile, these sort of pointy little piles all over the place. The the um, the boardroom desk is kind of covered in red and stuff like that. Everybody walks in and goes, whoa, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're all walking in. They're about seven steps mm-hmm. in, and they start going, oh, 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 what's that? He goes, getting into the back of my throat. <laughs> oh, oh. And then they start, like, oh, getting a bit in their eyes, just walking around as sort of puffs of, you know, dusts, powder is just kind of coming up. And they're going, oh, oh. And their eyes are mm-hmm. watering, and how they can't breathe. <laughs> their throats throat are closing, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> oh. And then spicing things up in the bed in the boardroom. Anyway, I mean, if that could, in some way, then feed into to improve corporate performance, you know, mm. um, increase, you know, um, well, I mean, you could do the same thing. You do the same thing, but or similar, but it's just everyone in the boardroom does the cinnamon challenge together. Does what challenge? Right? The cinnamon challenge? I don't know the cinnamon challenge. You know, it's like you just... Is it the cinnamon... I think it's the cinnamon challenge. Wherever you have a mouthful, like a spoon, a full oh. spoonful of cinnamon powder. Oh. That's really interesting because cinnamon is, is... You know, I think a lot of people would think of it as being one of the milder of the spices. But a all those spices... Like you are only really... When you're sprinkling, you just got to be sprinkling. If you're putting on too much, oh, yeah. it's hell. 
I mean, I've watched footage of people almost die <laughs> doing that because they because you immediately it goes in and then immediately you breathe in and you start choking yeah. on it and then the and, and you when go, you <laughs> when it's powder in your mouth like that every cough out becomes a cough in and then you're breathing mm. in more making it worse right mm-hmm. oh man that's the that's hell mm. that's hell and I think there might be it might have claimed some people I'm not sure anyway. Look, let's skip that mm. and move straight on to three words from a listener. A Patreon supporter has given us three words, and this Patreon supporter is Ryan Hines. Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Hi, Ryan Thanks, Hines. Thanks, Ryan Hines. Um, three words. Andy, do you want to try and guess what the words mm. are? Mm. Um, r- reticulated? It's not reticulated. The first one is fog. Okay. <laughs> uh, pleasurable? No, it's not whatever that was, but it, it, the second word is ring. Okay. Um, uh, clench? Oh, close. Slam dunk. Oh, fart. Fart? Ring? Yeah, fart. Ring. Slam dunk. Slam dunk. Which immediately, you know, I guess makes you see somebody sort of taking like a, maybe a red rubber ball mm. and just and while somebody's bending over in the nude and just jumps up and sort of slaps it right onto the butthole. <laughs> maybe it's a lubed up red rubber ball right onto the, a lubed up butthole and it just goes like that straight in, disappears. Now, um, you know. It's inter- it's really interesting that that's I mean, the way that you interpret that because I I think I went totally the other way, which is that I was yeah. imagining this is a sort of a game, you know something. This is a something that a whole family could play together, right? You know, Heart it's like like um the Popomatic Bubble or whatever or Hungry Hungry Hippos, right? And Fart yeah. Ring Slam Dunk is the whole family gets together, okay? And there's a little little funnel or something that everybody puts into their butthole. And it doesn't have to be like an exposed anus up in the air for everyone to see. I think it'd just be like a little little tube in the butthole and then around... This is just a nice anus-based yeah, game. Yeah, and then it comes around, you know, to just in front of you on the table, <laughs> right? And then there's yeah. a little funnel on the end, just like a little little funnel. Okay, so everybody in the family mm. has got one of these tubes into their butt and then a little mm-hmm. funnel in front of them. And then you put a ping, everybody puts a ping pong ball in there, right? And then in the middle yeah. of the table, there's a, um, there's a, a basketball ring. And then everybody yeah. tries to fart the ping pong ball into the basketball ring. And there'd be a great. Oh, I see, that's fun. Fa- great ad. That is family you know, fun. Great family ad with a catchy jingle, you know? Um and Dad, you shot it over the backboard again. <laughs> um and uh yeah, you know, yeah, everybody's laughing. I think uh it really does write itself that yeah, one. I mean Yeah, I mean it's just a I mean that's just straight a, straight up a a fun family yeah, I mean your one your Game. one could be a fun family one as well, Alistair. I like Ah uh, no, Andy, <laughs> mine is not. Mine is Although I would like 
I would like to see more magicians using that that back pocket like that for making balls disappear. <laughs> well, how does that help them though? What about like how it, look, does that? What does that give? The, what advantage does that give them that they wouldn't already have been able to derive from just putting the ball into think, a pocket? I think or just down a sketch. The pants? A sketch about <laughs> a sketch about the the magician who uses the forbidden <laughs> ball. He's the only one who has the balls. Yeah. To do it. And the balls are in his butt. I think, you know what? I think that is really funny. <laughs> or a magician revealing his secrets. And in every single one, it's like it, it, he hid it in his butt. <laughs> or he, pull, it was, he pulled it out of his butt. <laughs> and we discovered yeah. that all the great magicians throughout history, that's all it is. All that you need to do magic, right, is a goatee and a willingness to <laughs> hide unlubricated objects in your butthole. <laughs> yeah. So the it's it's one of those like magician yeah. secrets sketches, like they're revealing the secrets of magicians. But the secret that he reveals every t- single time is that you just put it in that your is butt. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Where is your card? So it's like so. Okay, and now. The trick with then, because you you know sometimes there's like a card, you know you you put somebody's signed card mm. inside like a grapefruit, <laughs> and then you take the grapefruit <laughs> from inside your butt. You prepared earlier. <laughs> that you've prepared earlier. <laughs> I love it. I thought you were just going to go with the card, but I love that it's the grapefruit, the full grapefruit. <laughs> All the grapefruits in there and. Uh. Right. Um. <laughs> so yeah it's kind of two sketches there it's like you know it's either the the magician who's the only one who has the balls to do it and then there's the idea that all oh. um all magic is that yeah that's fantastic okay and then the other three sets of words are from Amory Emerson. Amory Emerson, Amory Emerson, Amory Emerson, Amory Emerson, Amory 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 Emerson, Amory Emerson. Exactly. I think Andy, you just brought the podcast back to life. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> After what I done. After <laughs> what you did done then back then. Um and so uh Amory's three words are inventions by and dogs. Inventions by dogs. And I want you to know that when I said by, right, the sound wave that appeared on the uh, program that we're recording this on, the waveform looked like a dog's head. That's incredible. Bye. But I said bye. Bye. <laughs> and this one Mine just, just looks looked like, like little when carrots. I said bye. Mine looked like a bear this time. Bear's head. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That one looked like a duck. No, no, albatross. Like like a albatross's head. Bye. Say bark. Bark, oh, bark. That's, no, no, that one. That one was a uh, stegosaurus. <laughs> Bye. This, bear head this again. Is, Bye. This is very good. Seal. Content. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that one doesn't really look like an animal. Bye. <laughs> All of mine just look like carrots. Oh. oh. It, All right. Wait. It, All right.
right, so now we got to do this sketch, this sketch idea. Inventions by dogs. Inventions by dogs. Um, I mean, I think there's a limit to what you can achieve when you don't have opposable thumbs. But also, I think there's an, a limit yeah. to what you can achieve when you can't really consistently lift your paws off the ground. Um, you know that quadra. Well, yeah, the quadruped disadvantage. Well, you know, the, the restraint, you know, restraints creativity sort of uh, thrives under mm, restraints. Constraints. Yeah. Well, the greatest restraint of all yes. is the restraint of not constraint. The greatest constraint of all is not being able to do any creative work because you're not having the intelligence for creative yes. work. Yes, very interesting. And so we find out that dogs are actually incredible um, tools to use for creating inventions. Basically, by facilitating it in some way, you put them in a room. Mm. I mean, we've left them. In, we've left dogs in rooms before. Well, I mean, so we know that doesn't lead to cr- creations. Bye, bye. <laughs> Sorry, that one was a. That looked like the head of a um, one of those micro bear things. What? Um, what? You know, everyone's upset about. Leica, the first dog in space. But yeah. what nobody focuses on is that she built that rocket herself. Of course. It's invention by dog. Um, Leica. And, and Doc from Back to the Future, his name was actually a play on dog, <laughs> which was... The actual person who invented the time machine or come up with the idea. Well, he for had it. a dog called Einstein, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, inventions by dogs. I mean, they could do stuff with their mouths, couldn't they? And then, you know, you'd basically yeah. just have all the, you know, if they were capable of inventing things, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they would have invented all the same things that we've invented. They would just be covered in slobber. You know, they'd just be just sure, be real, yeah. real, real sloppy, real sloppy. Because they have no ability to hold that saliva in, do they? Mm-hmm. No. The the lips just hang, sluicing the saliva down. It must be. I suppose that would be the first thing that they would want if they knew about them. Yes. Getting lips. They want lips. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's a person who says that their dog has asked, like, has basically insinuated that it wants yeah. lips, and they're doing everything they can to make lips for their dog. I think dog lips, and f- like humanish lips for dogs that go yeah. all the way around and hold the saliva in, uh, is yeah. really, really good. Yeah. First thing they did was they stuck those candy lips to them, and the dog looked in the mirror. And then nodded mm, with this, yeah. the candy But lips. then did a little motion and with like, its yeah. paw, like, keep going. Yeah, this is what you're, you're doing. You're on the right track. Yeah, I you're want getting more. it now. And I guess maybe along the way, they develop a communication system between them and the dog, the person, you know, with a, one of those pads that it can keep touching things that say, keep going, <laughs> like that. Bigger lips. Bigger lips. <laughs> <laughs> And then I guess they keep injecting like Botox into the lips. Yeah. 
making the lips bigger and bigger. Yeah. What kind of dog are you picturing? For me, it's a German Shepherd. Oh, I'm. I think I'm picturing a a golden retriever. It might have been a German yeah. Shepherd for a couple of moments there. The Golden Retrievers, though, do really have that dangle, that dangle lip along the sides of the mouth there. Like, there's no control oh, over that... the lip at all, is there? Oh, but no, but what, what about that, like, that sort of, you know, sort of up closer to the back of the mouth? It's kind of like a, like a sort of a darker colored kind of frilly mm, bit yeah. of lip, like mouth edge, Ugh, like that. Looks like it kind of looks like something like you'd a, like, find like on a... a sea anemone or something. Yeah, like like on a yeah, muscle. Yeah, on the edge of like an a, abalone. A yeah, <laughs> it's the one aquatic part left on the animal, and it's like it's right close to, but right by the sea of the mouth. You know, like the, you know, I guess the mouth is the sea of the body. It's the sea. Um, it's the seaside. I think. Uh, All right. Dog. Dog lips. Dog lips. Dog lips. We did it. We bloody. I'll take us to the sketches, it, Andy. Dog lips. Uh, Swedes, equal opportunity perfumes. Mm. Um, they'll bottle everything. And, uh, I mean, this is part of the, uh, Scandinavian... Institute of Ideas. You know, Institute of Ideas. Um, within that is also the, uh, sensory cloud, which is, you know, the sensory perfume that allows you to experience the night out from the po- the perfume's point of view. Incredible. Uh, then we've got... Look, I've, I wrote down this one, but I don't think this this is a, quite a sketch. But and I don't think you'll think it. But it's room lightning for bad smells. Oh no, I'm I'm very interested in room lightning. Okay, well I've got it there, and I I like the idea that you know I think even just installing lightning in people's rooms mm. and then just seeing what's it for. Well, it's like I don't know, we don't know yet, <laughs> but we'll just wait and see. We reckon, you know, we'll just wait and see. I don't know, just try it out. Tell me what you figure. You know. I mean, it'd be great for an intruder having some like door lightning, you know, lightning at the entrance of your door. I'd lo- I love Just the idea that, that right we, next- could, we could have a bit of loose lightning, loose electricity. You know, mm. all the electricity is so contained in our home, so hidden away. Yes, like we're ashamed of it. Bring it out into it. the open. Why are we hiding the wires away? <laughs> putting them behind plastic. Let me see them inside the walls. I want sparks. You know, that could be an art. Yeah. Every oh, every um, conductor in the home, yeah. I say we critically re-examine it and say, could this section of the conductor be replaced with a spark, like an arc yeah. of, of mm-hmm. lightning? And there's yep. got to be a few. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, then there's rental lightning, which is just that company that will allow you to blow lightning any, within five minutes of yourself blow lightning you know just shoot lightning <laughs> from the sky within five meters of you and then then competition quickly appears that will do it anywhere then we got battle art this is uh this is people hunting each other <laughs> so that they can paint their portrait or or various versions of sort of you know battle art where you battle art until you're unconscious either that's well, in the big sphere, or you put too much, so much clay on them that they fall unconscious. Mm-hmm. They can no, no longer lift their body. Then we got Fart Ring Slam Dunk, the family board game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like that. I mean, I mean, that's really a Ryan Hines 
sketch idea yeah. because he's done it. Served that up to us on a um, platter. That was an alley-oop. And then, yeah. No. Is that an alley-oop? Where then somebody got, puts it up and you... That's an assist, it's an assist. yeah. It's like an alley-oop, yeah. yeah. Like that. Then we got Magician is the only one who is brave enough to put things in his butt. Mm. And then as well as the second sketch in the same vein of like a magic secrets revealed kind of video where they reveal that all magic tricks have involved the butt. Well, that's the true magic, isn't it? That's the one true... That's the truest magic of all. True magic. I was thinking... Um, and of course the last one, butt uh, dog lips. Somebody, something but came, sorry, what were you came say? to me recently um, mm. was uh, remembering an old sketch that we did on this po- or came up with on this show about the Harry Potter um, uh, spell Oculus Repairum. Uh, There's a spell just for repairing glasses. And the idea... That does seem crazy. That that what if that was the only spell, magical spell in the world that worked? And and we find ways to, like, use it to generate electricity and weaponize it by building huge broken pairs of glasses and then using it to, like, crush (laughs) enemy ships and stuff like that. <laughs> Just sending out two f- two separate yeah. lenses <laughs> to opposite sides of the and Atlantic Ocean, doing it, and then they shoot towards yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah, um, that 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 is the idea. Yeah, that was is, the idea. Is, that, that was we the had. Idea. And anyway, I just oh. was thinking about it very fondly recently, and I was like, that ah. at the time I thought this is a very silly idea, but now I'm like, you know what? That would actually really work as a sketch. That's great. I love that. Andy, boo doo doo ba doo boo 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 Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much for listening. God, it's good. Yes. When you do that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But that's but that's season two for you, baby. Um. Uh. I said, God, it's good when they listen. I wasn't criticizing the podcast at all i think this is a very good episode that i enjoyed i didn't i didn't say that they were criticized i wasn't criticizing i think you i think you have um you got some issues alistair that you need to work through you know what i'm gonna work through them (laughs) um and you can find me on twitter at stupid old andy you can find me at Alistair TB, and you can find us at Two and Tank, both on here and on Instagram. You can, and you can listen to our podcast, Two in the Think Tank, and that's available anywhere where you get podcasts. And thank you very much <laughs> where, for listening. Whatever you're listening this on to, to on, uh, this, this, on, fucking hell, <laughs> whatever you're listening this to on, are you listening to yeah, this on? You can fucking also hell. listen to this on. <laughs> yes. You can also listen to this song. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, and we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 